This morning we're looking at Hebrews 12 verses 1 to 3. I've called this Don't Lose Heart in the King James Version. It says uh, the race of faith and it goes something like this. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that's set out before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against him, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. So, Pete, there's quite a lot in that. What are your mm. thoughts on, on those words? There are, isn't it? It's just packed full of, of uh, fruity goodness. I absolutely love it. I love the language that this uses as well to encourage us when, when we've got weights and traps. It feels like we have traps in our lives sometimes, doesn't it? We're weighted down by things. And I just love this idea of a great crowd or a great cloud of witnesses. I love that, a great cloud of people that have kind of been there before and experienced what we are experiencing or may experience in the future. And in the previous chapter, in chapter 11, uh, the writer of Hebrews uh, says in, ch in chapter 11, just before this little bit, goes through a list of characters and actually part of the lineage of Christ himself, um, who they all walked by faith and they were commended for their faith in God, despite what went on in their lives. And I love that bit because the list goes right back into creation, right back to uh, Abel, if you remember Cain and Abel, children of Adam and Eve. And it also includes Noah, who built the ark. And you can imagine that quite a hairy thing to go through with the flood and everything that went with that. Uh, Abraham, who was given some phenomenal promises for the future, for his future and his family and uh, the whole of Israel and, and uh, obviously part of the lineage of Jesus as well. Joseph, who was thrown in a well by his brothers and ended up in prison and then became a powerful Egyptian ruler. Got Moses in there who murdered an Egyptian and fled to the desert and then was called back to leave the, the Israelites out of Egypt into the promised land. You've got Rahab the prostitute. You've got Gideon, King David, Samson. They're all in there. And they were all commended for their faith in God, even if they didn't see the results of that faith. And they went through some really hard times. I mean, really hard. And most of them, I think, would be able to relate to some of the darkest times maybe we experience uh, in our lives today. I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. And so the writer says, since we've got this great uh, cloud of witnesses, we can also be encouraged to get through what it is we have in front of us. Uh, importantly, and this is the main point, holding on to our faith in Jesus, who really does need to be the focus all the way through. And Jesus ultimately has experienced everything we have when he was here on earth, living as a human. We can be confident that he can and will encourage us and help us through our difficult times if we choose to lean on him. And it's so important, isn't it, that we have around us those people that can empathize with our situations as well. Paul, you and I were just saying earlier this morning as we prepared, uh, and I mentioned this, this lovely South, Southern African proverb that it says, as I heal you, you heal me. And I absolutely love that in terms of a friendship from friends we're designed, it's designed to be, a friendship's designed to be a two-way process, isn't it? While counsellors in session are very, very helpful, of course they are, we really do need that sometimes. You just can't be a chat with a friend, a close friend who's been through something similar or can at least empathise in some way to how you feel. And that really brings healing, hopefully for both sides in that situation. So if we're struggling with running the race of life in some way, 
we can talk to Jesus and he will help us. We can reach out. He's so close. He's as close as our right hand is. And we can also reach out to trusted friends as well who can maybe help and encourage each other in that process. Thank you, Pete, for your thoughts on that. Very encouraging. Now, my take on it came really from the last verse, verse three, where some versions say, don't lose heart. The Webster's Dictionary says the meaning of don't lose heart is to begin to feel that one cannot do something that one has been trying to do to become discouraged. And maybe you've been knocked down, discouraged, or feel that you've missed your chance. Perhaps you feel too old to achieve something you've always dreamed of. But here's a story that might make you rethink that. Toyo Shibata started her career as a poet at the age of 92. And her first book of poetry was published when she was just nearing 100 years old and sold over 1.5 million copies in Japan. Her writing, Don't Lose Heart, proved to be an inspiration to huge numbers of Japanese people. Here's a sample translated into English. Don't lose heart. Oh, please don't sigh that you are unhappy. The sunshine and the breeze will not favour anyone. Dreams can be dreamt equally. I have seen hard times, but I'm glad that I'm alive. Don't you ever lose heart either. The Bible is full of examples and encouragement not to lose heart. Paul, who probably inspired these writings in Hebrews, recalls his suffering in a letter to the church in Corinth. And he says this, I've worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger from false believers in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea. And I've labored and toiled and I've often gone without sleep. I've known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I've been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I've faced the daily pressure of my concerns for all churches. And yet in another letter, he writes this to the church in Rome, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Then he goes on to say, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. The Message Bible puts the words of Hebrews in a very straightforward way, saying it means we better get on with it. Strip down, start running, never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was heading, an exhilarating finish in and with God. And goes on to say something very practical and useful. When you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item. That is the story of Jesus Christ, how he endured very much including ultimately death on a cross to save you and me from our sin and to make it possible to restore our faith and have a relationship with God.